sweet friend. My name is Vanessa, and I am super pumped that you're here because I want to help you grow your business by helping you find your opt-in superpower. I am over here happy dancing because the Opt-in Profit Podcast was made for entrepreneurs just like you who want to finally make more profit by turning strangers into fast friends, future clients, and customers using opt-in. So go ahead and grab your favorite LaCroix and maybe even a cupcake and let's get into today's show. Profit Podcast. I am so super excited today to be talking to Britt Colo from marketingpersonalities.com. Um, she is the creator of the Marketing Personality Type Framework and the host of the Marketing Personalities Podcast. And through her framework, she has designed it so that she can match you with the best marketing strategy based on your Myers-Briggs personality type. And she's definitely here to shake up your approach to marketing and inspire you to grow your business in a feel-good way. So in this episode, we are totally going to go deep, help you find your true self, and grow that business of yours without feeling fake or salesy. And of course, we're going to be tying all of that in to the perfect opt-in that you can create for your business. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Britt. Um, I know that I just read your bio, but I would love it if you can introduce yourself and give us the inspiration um, behind marketing personalities. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So yeah, so I created this thing called marketingpersonalities.com that matches you with your best marketing strategy based on your Myers-Briggs personality type. And it, like you said, it shakes up your approach. Uh, This is really not a common way to approach marketing, although over time and with my, (laughs) with my, uh, approach and presence here in this online space. I hope it to be um, bigger and better and more common as we go. So uh, yeah, so I, I have been a marketing coach for a few years now. And over time, this happened about last year, 2018, I started to connect some dots between what felt good for my clients, my marketing coaching clients to implement in their marketing strategy and what didn't feel good. So I was coaching several people uh, one-on-one and I, I had this week where I had a bunch of coaching calls and I, I found that I was, you know, giving one bit of marketing advice to this one person And she took it and just ran with it. She's like, yes, this is awesome. I can't wait to do this. And then the next person, similar advice, and I would give it to them and they'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And, and so I started, you know, that would happen time and time again. And I started, uh, I started realizing that it wasn't just a mindset block to that 
marketing strategy or that marketing tactic, it actually related to their personality type and what naturally felt good for them and what didn't feel good for them. So I started connecting the dots between their personality type and what felt good. And here we are. I, <laughs> I, um, I took that framework that I had basically built, you know, put together in a spreadsheet, just imagining, okay, this felt good to this type, this did, this felt good to that type, that sort of thing. And I built it into a website. So you can now go to marketingpersonalities.com and find out what your best marketing strategy involves based on your Myers-Briggs personality type. So that's the short story of how this all really has come into existence. And, you know, I really love that too, um, because one thing that I've found, especially when I really niche down into opt-ins and helping people create profitable opt-ins, is that I kind of went through the same process. Like I was doing all of these different things. And then I found what like, what really excited me and what I really loved was helping people figure out like the type of opt-in that isn't just there, but it also serves a purpose to help you make profit. Um, and one thing that's really cool about taking into account like your Myers-Briggs personality is that you can actually make something, make an opt-in that feels really good. And that will translate into something that's exciting um, and amazing for your ideal clients and customers. So I love that approach um, because I think these days there's a huge problem is when people see that so-and-so, this big name in the industry is, you know, say using evergreen webinars to scale their business to a million dollars. But if an evergreen webinar doesn't really mesh well, like with what you want to do in your personality, you're not going to have nowhere near the same results. Results, which can end in like total frustration and tears. So I really love that you take that approach and like connect those dots to help people like market their business in a way that feels really, really good. So I definitely love that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just expand on that a little bit. It's it. Yeah. You know, at the, at the beginning, it's like, okay, I want my, I want my clients to feel good about this. I don't want them to be hitting these blocks every second that we get you know, every time we work together. Uh, but then it, it becomes much more than that very quickly because you just said it, you know, when you show up in a way that doesn't feel good or natural to you, like in that evergreen webinar example, your audience feels that like low vibe, icky, fake salesy energy, and they don't trust you. They can't trust you because they see they see right through that. Um, and, and then on the flip side, when you show up in a way that feels good to you in a way that's aligned with your personality type and you just feel naturally, I mean, you're just being yourself. You're just showing up in a way that feels good for you. Your audience feels good. They pick up on those high vibes, that good energy, and they want more of it. And they can trust you because they can see that you are showing up authentically. So yeah, I mean, we, we all want to feel good. We're humans. That's, that's kind of built into us. Uh, and the great part about that is when you feel good, your audience feels good. And an audience that feels good about you is more apt to buy from you. So let's do that, right? Yeah, and that's also that goes back to like even um, like a term in psychology called the feel good, do good phenomena. So someone who like 
go if you're if you're like totally high vibing at a live webinar and people are like catch your energy and it's contagious for them and then you make an offer at the end and you've excited them like you've like blown their mind with all this amazing content they're going to be more likely to invest like their time and their money with you as opposed to going through like some evergreen webinar where you're not really feeling it and like like you said they can totally catch on to those vibes and even though you don't mean to you do come across as like unauthentic or salesy or fake even though you don't intend to do that, it's just because it's not like the right type of marketing for you. Right, exactly. So I would love to know, um, so I took the marketing personalities test and it actually kind of blew my mind um, because one of the ways that I connect most with my audience is through live webinars. And um, it helps me, even though sometimes there's tech glitches and I do like weird, silly things because I'm awkward sometimes, like my audience really connects with me through live webinars. So when I took the marketing personalities test, and my result was live webinars, I was like, oh, wow, like Brit is really on to something with this. And I am across, I think in the business world, I'm more of like an INFP or an ENFP because I'm more extroverted, but in like my own personal life, I'm more of an um, INFP. So I would love for you to kind of talk about um, how those personalities types, like why you chose to base uh, the marketing personalities off of Myers-Briggs and how people can kind of use those, that test, like your marketing personalities test to figure out the best type of marketing that feels good for their business. Yeah, yeah. So if you are listening and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What are all these letters? I'm lost. It's okay. That's totally okay. Uh, if you don't know your Myers-Briggs personality type yet, my best advice is to go to 16personalities.com. That's 16personalities.com. I do not own that. That is not mine. That is just my favorite place on the internet to go find your Myers-Briggs personality type. I just think that they do an incredible job of uh, their assessment is very thorough. And when you get your results, you, they're just super extensive. So really good there. 16personalities.com to find your type. And then once you do find your type, you can come over to marketingpersonalities.com. That's my website. And it's super simple. You click on your type that you've just found out. I tell you more about your type just to validate, like, is this feeling right? We want to make sure that we're on the same page here. And then I tell you what your best marketing strategy will include. And it's really fun when I get my, the emails and the Instagram DMs of like, I don't know how you've done this, but you are spot on. Like, do you have a video in the corner of my office? Like, how do you know this about me? Um, so those are always really fun to receive. Um, but it, that's, that's as simple as it is. Uh, and then you have, basically it's a huge permission slip to go focus on that one marketing strategy. You really can let go of the things that aren't involved in that one thing and, and just lean into that thing that's going to feel good and natural to you. And you know, that it's, eh, that gets a little, um, muddy cause there's, there our minds like to come in and tell us that we still need all the things and all the strategies and all the tactics and we need to do it like this person and that person over there. Um, so I do a lot of um, coaching through my podcast and on Instagram and through my emails to really get someone once they've found their marketing personality type to really get them to believe that that's enough. That's like, that's a huge hurdle in my business to just get people to to believe that that's enough and to commit to it because I 
see amazing things happen when someone just literally just commits to putting that one feel good marketing strategy into play for just 10 days, like letting everything else go and just focus on that one thing for 10 days. Crazy things happen. Crazy things happen. So, so that's, that's what to do. And, and back to your question about why Myers-Briggs, uh, I just answered this on a, on a recent podcast episode of mine, uh, because I get it all the time. Why are, why Myers-Briggs? Like I love the Enneagram or um, the DISC assessment, or there's all these different assessments. I use Myers-Briggs because it's incredibly backed by psychology and time, and it's kind of the gold standard of personality assessments. There are other personality assessments out there that are also backed by time and have been around for a really long time. This one feels and seems to be... um, kind of like the gold standard, at least at this time. And most of the time when I say Myers-Briggs, most people have had some sort of experience with Myers-Briggs and that assessment in the past. And so I don't have to uh, educate them on that uh, really heavily, other than if you don't know your type, go to 16personalities.com, but that's about it. So kind of makes my job a little bit easier. And I mean, like I said, I, there are 16 types and while there are, I mean, billions of us on this planet and every single person is different in their own way, the 16 types gives us a really nice breadth of, of categories that we can fit into and learn even more about ourselves. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's funny you say that because I think that at some point or another, most people have been exposed to like the Myers-Briggs personality test. I remember... Um, when I was in high school and it was my senior year and we were doing like vocational or like career type training, they had us go through like the Myers-Briggs personality test and then tell us what type of professions like we would be good at. And then again, like um, as you know, before I started my business and became an entrepreneur, I remember applying for like several different jobs and having to take that Myers personality, Myers-Briggs personality test, like as part of the application. So I, I love that you can kind of take these personalities and break them down into like, okay, this is your personality type. And this is the type of marketing that's going to feel good for you. Because I think that where we're at in the online world now is that people are trying to like make a shift from trying to do what works for everyone else to really find themselves and find what works for them. So things like this are like really desperately needed because I can't tell you how many times like I've heard people be like, oh my gosh, I've tried this course. I've spent thousands of dollars on coaching. I've got enrolled in all these programs, but I tried this and it never worked for me. And how do I know that this is, and I'm just like, well, like first, like you have to figure out like what is works for you. Like now that you've experimented with all of these things, like the good thing about it is that you know what doesn't work, (laughs) right? So um, I love that now you have a tool where people can figure out what works for them. And they can like stop second guessing themselves. So I definitely love that. And I would love um, if you, with your uh, personality type results, is there any like personalities that kind of stick out to the top? Like in our world of entrepreneurs, are there any like personality types that you see come up like more often than others? I guess like, I I guess not popularity contests, but (laughs) the most common. No, just like some trends that I've noticed. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and this is kind of biased because I had a business before marketing personalities that, that I spoke 
um, I didn't speak to every personality type. I really, I really, you know, I niched into a specific market and that was a female entrepreneurial market, mostly of coaches. And so, you know, I've, I have kind of brought those people along with me into marketing personalities. So that definitely skews, skews the data right there, like for sure. So those people tended to be in the diplomat tribe. Uh, and that means they have the two middle letters of N and F, which stand for intuitive feelers. And so I have, I have a ton of intuitive feelers in my audience. Now I always did before I do now. And that just continues to grow and be the trend. But I don't want to say that, um, that's a trend for all of entrepreneurs. It, it does that doesn't necessarily uh, apply, and yeah, there are definite um, there are just a few personality types individually that I hardly see any of. Like I just don't; they just aren't around. Like no matter <laughs> what, no matter what Facebook ads I run or um, podcast episodes I do or whatever, they just they they just don't seem to be in our space. And so there are. Um, like uh, two or three, yeah, two or three of those types that just don't show up very often. And those are uh, ISTPs, ESTPs. Um, I would also say ISTJs, they're kind of coming around, but it took them a really long time. It took me a really long time to find any ISTJs in our um, online entrepreneurial space. But now, I mean, they're coming around. They're, they're here, they're there. They're often pretty quiet about it, but they are, they are there. <laughs> so tell me what the difference is. Um, Cause I know that the difference is you said um, NPs, which are like the intuitive feelers that you see more of. So how do they differ? So what does, um, what'd you say to STs? Um, the ones that you don't typically see. So what does that, what does that stand for? I'm just curious. <laughs> Cause I know I didn't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just run through, I'll just run through the, all four of the letters. So I, I said originally that I, um, I have a lot of intuitive feelers. Those are the N and the F. Uh, and you're right. I don't see as many STs, which stand for observant and thinking. Uh, and that, again, that doesn't mean that they're not in our space. Right. I, they might just not be attracted to what I've been putting out. So that's, that could be true. Um, so the first letter is either an I or an E stands for introvert or extrovert. That's a pretty well-known thing. Um, mis, mis, uh, understood a lot, but that's pretty, we kind of know what that means. The second letter is either an N or an F and that stands for intuitive or observant. And this is related to where you're picking up on your cues. If you're intuitive, you tend, you prefer, and these are all preferences. These are not rules. These are just what we naturally prefer to do in our day-to-day life. So if you're intuitive, you prefer to look inward for your cues and, and your data and your information. And, um, if you're observant, you, t- you prefer to look externally, look around to your surroundings to pick up on cues and information and data that you can then use. The third letter, letter is either an F or a T. F stands for feeling and T stands for thinking. And this is where people make their decisions from. So if you are an F, you tend, you tend to prefer to make decisions from feelings. Um, not necessarily things that you can see in a spreadsheet, but what you are, um, what you're feeling in the moment. 
And if you're a T, you tend to make decisions from things that you can kind of put your hands around, things on spreadsheets, numbers, um, things that you can think about and you use your brain to do that, not so much your, your feelings there and your emotions. And then finally, the last letter is either a J or a P. J stands for judging and P stands for perceiving. Now, this one is interesting because people hear judging and they think I say judgmental and that's not what the J stands for. J stand does not stand for judgmental. Um, it stands for judging and that means if you're a J, you can make decisions pretty quickly. You're discerning. So making a judgment means you can make a discernment, kind of see more black and white and not as much gray as your counterparts, the P's, perceivers. They um, see a lot of gray area and they don't necessarily um, pride themselves in their decision-making skills. They, 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 they just like to stay open. They like to stay open to things and therefore they don't make decisions as quickly um, and discern between um, two or three or four different options like J's too. So that's the quick rundown of all the, all the different letters. And then we put them all together <laughs> in their different 16 um, combinations and have all kinds of people. It's so fascinating to, yeah. to, to dig into the intricacies. I love that you went through all of those because I know um, we were kind of throwing letters out there and people were probably like, oh my gosh, what do all these mean? So you're, you like describe them so eloquently. So thank you. Um, and I think that it's, it's really interesting um, because I can see where like in our creative space and that definitely doesn't apply to like all entrepreneurs, but in our creative space, why there's more like intuitive feelers in our space and like maybe that's why like I know I have a tendency to overthink things and you always see everyone like everywhere popping up like I overthink my overthinking and I just think that maybe that just um where we're <laughs> where we're at as like women entrepreneurs like we just have a tendency to be like let's let's second guess our second thoughts and then come up with totally new thoughts and then overthink about all of these things so um I think it's so interesting um a bit you've seen like those types of results um, with that. And I think that maybe, do you think that that could relate to like, you are trying to get people to do marketing that feels good. So you're attracting more of those people who are feelers because they want that, that feel good feeling. Do you think that that is like, um, would have anything, just your thoughts. I know it doesn't have to be like complete st yeah. statistics, but. I love this question because yes, I think that that plays into it. Um, in an interesting way, because what I've noticed is while I do have thinkers um, in my space, uh, that's the third letter of T, while I do have thinkers in my space, they're not as quick to, um, to respond to the messaging of feeling good because they think. <laughs> They prefer to think as opposed to preferring to feel. And again, I have to be super clear. This doesn't mean that thinkers don't feel anything. And it doesn't mean that feelers don't think anything. It's just a preference. It's just right. kind of our MO, our, our natural tendency. Um, but it's a sliding scale and we can, depending on situations, we can kind of tap into both sides of ourselves, usually. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely see some hesitation in specific types. Usually um, the intuitive thinkers and also the observant thinkers, they sometimes they are just like, eh, I mean, that sounds good, but is it really going to work? And 
because they're still human. Like as humans, regardless of your type, you, you want to feel good. We have lots of biology just wired into us telling us you want to feel good and not bad. That's going to keep you alive. So that's helpful. Um, but beyond that, uh, the thinkers say, okay, that sounds good, but is that really going to work? And that comes in, you know, then I have to, uh, kind of guide them to understanding and showing them really great examples of how it does work because when you show up feeling crappy and fake and salesy, your audience does not want to buy from you. But when you show up feeling good and authentic and genuine and true, your audience does want to buy from you. So it takes a little education there, a little coaxing to those thinkers, uh, but eventually we get them there. So, and then the intuitive feelers are like, I totally get this. Like, yes, I want this. It's a little easier for them to, to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm on board. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I totally see that. Um, through like, I have, um, my own membership opt-in profit and I help people like figure out, um, what their opt-ins are and, and you can totally, now I make the connection of like, okay, this makes sense as to why some people, have way more questions and they want to actually think through the entire process of, okay, how is this going to work for me? What's it going to do for me? Is it actually going to work? Whereas people are like, you know what? This is great content. I have this feeling that I know you're going to be able to help me. So I am all in for it. So that like totally connected dots for me. That makes a lot of sense. Um, And what I would love to do now, Britt, since I talk all about opt-ins and helping people make a profit with their opt-ins and selling like products and courses, um, I would love to get your perspective on um and you can choose if you want to like do an example of like a personality type and the type of like maybe opt-in and like digital product would be a good fit um for them like for example we were talking a bit before and i am like um an enfp slash infp so um i'm definitely in the intuitive feeling perceiving category um and when i took your marketing personality quiz i got lives and so having like my membership where I can engage and connect with people that is natural for me. Whereas if I have to sell an online course or an extended like group coaching type program for me, it doesn't work that well for me. Um, so anything like a five day challenge or anything that requires me to show up for a long period of time, like doesn't fit in like with what feels good for me. So I would kind of love, um, to hear your take on that, like based on the personality types, how can someone choose the type of opt-in and product that would do well and, and hopefully help their business like make a profit? Yes, yes. I've been so excited to get here because this is where it becomes really actionable. So your listeners are going to say, oh, okay, I can go put that into play. That gives me some focus. So that's exciting. So I will break it down. I'm not going to go through every single personality type because there are 16 of them, but I will group them into their tribes and then give some details as I see fit. So we'll start with the analyst tribe. These are our intuitive thinkers. So you're an analyst if you are an INTJ, INTP, ENTJ, or ENTP. Now, analysts are like I said, intuitive thinkers, and they tend to be incredible at taking the big picture and chunking it down into small detailed steps. So if you're an analyst creating an opt-in, can you give us something that gives us a very detailed step-by-step way of how to do something in a way that you know it already works? Because as an intuitive, intuitive thinkers know, like they just know things. <laughs> and so, um, but if they don't give, if they don't 
show us the step-by-step. We don't, we, if we're not an intuitive thinker, if we're not in their head, we don't necessarily understand it. So get, so break it down for us. Now, if you're on the uh, introverted side, you're probably going to give us a step-by-step uh, opt-in in, in a less, um, out there kind of way. So that could take on many different, um, formats. I do see INTJs and INTPs being awesome at quizzes because they're just so they're, they've got this incredibly brilliant thinking mind and they can put those puzzle pieces together. Whereas some of the rest of us are like quizzes way too complicated. Like, no, I can't, I can't go there. So I can see that. And then if you're an ENTJ, uh, you're probably going to show up on video really, really well, showing us the step-by-step way to do something, whether that's a live video, a recorded video, a webinar something, but you're teaching us how to do something in a step-by-step format. Um, and then ENTPs, this is a special little note here. These five-day Facebook challenges are still really popular. They're happening all the time. And I have to say ENTPs are often the one personality type that I see doing this the best um, because they take both sides of the equation and can speak to both sides. They're like your typical debater and they can, they can challenge someone through a step-by-step process and keep up with everybody. Even when someone gets stuck on day three, they're willing to get in there, keep challenging them and moving them forward. Whereas a lot of the rest of us, that just gets overwhelming. So that's, those are the analysts. Now moving on to the diplomats, you're a diplomat if you're an intuitive feeler. So INFJ, INFP, ENFJ, or ENFP. Our diplomats often have so much freaking content. Like it is coming out of our eyeballs and our ears. Content everywhere, yes, everywhere. That's me. That so if so you're a diplomat, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I encourage you if you're creating an opt-in either for the first time or you're just recreating you know, you're creating a new one look at the content you've already created whether it's blog or audio podcast or videos and curate them put them into a book put them into a series put them into a mini course something because you already have the content created that's that is kind of like the blessing and the curse of the diplomat. They have just so much content. Sometimes they're not always utilizing it fully because they're just creating, creating, creating. So I encourage you to look back on the content you already have, curate it into a um, whatever format is it already is and offer that as your opt-in. Um, I see INFJs and INFPs usually creating written content. So that's probably going to look more like a book. Probably, not necessarily, but probably. And then our ENFJs and ENFPs, they are, um, they're usually the ones behind a mic creating uh, audio or video. And so that might be more of the kind of content that you have already available to you. Curate that into a series or, um, or a mini course or something like that. Uh, Yes, that is my best advice for diplomats. Sentinels, these are, um, our sentinels are the ISTJ, ISFJ, ESTJ, and ESFJ. The sentinels are our organizers. Like they are keeping this world running through organization. 
for sure. <laughs> and so our sentinels are so great at templating things out. They love templates. They love to use templates and they are really good at creating templates for the rest of us. So if you're a sentinel, you probably have a whole slew of templates just on your computer somewhere. I don't know if you share them with anybody, but you probably could start doing that because you're just brilliant at them. And I see sentinels offering templates for opt-ins in beautiful ways. Like, let's do that. That sounds really good for us, for a sentinel. And then finally, our explorer tribe. Our explorers are free spirits, like tried and true free spirits. They are our ISTPs, ISFPs, ESTPs, and ESFPs. Our explorers have to start with action. They're really not into starting with strategy. They've got to like put some stuff into play, screw some things up, learn some lessons, and then go on from there. So what I encourage the, an explorer to do is offer some sort of free trial or free experience so their customer can get in there, get their hands dirty with them and experience what they sell and then sell from there. So that try before you buy mentality is really great for the explorer because then they can just get in there with the person um, and get them just experiencing the whole thing and then they can sell that next that next offering. So there's the quick rundown. How, how was that? Was that helpful? Yeah, I think that's perfect. And as you were talking, uh, my brain was just like kind of having these like light bulb moments of like, okay, so for example, like, um, did you say cent centennial, right? Sentinels. Sentinel. Okay. Sentinels. <laughs> Sentinel. Yeah. I'm I'm really bad at like word pronunciation. My audience knows that, so no, they're probably fine. like giggling at this point. Um, but when they, when you were talking about like all of the like the people who organize who have templates for things, I'm automatically thinking about like virtual assistants and like OBMs, and yep. I actually know quite a few of them who are brilliant at making and documenting things like systems. But then when it comes to like actually putting those out into the world, they kind of like hit this roadblock. Like, okay, but wait, why would any Anybody want this um, you know but once they finally do push themselves out there and get it then people do definitely want it so I love that um, I, I even think for like um, the first one that you mentioned um, can you refresh refresh me again the first type yeah the first drive was the analysts the those analysts. are our uh, in intuitive thinkers yeah. So I think um, for them, as you were talking, it sounds like to me, those would be the perfect people who could run like really great email courses. Like you were saying, the live challenges that span over a couple of days and having like the group um, type programs that maybe last longer than just like a one-time experience. Um, and even for diplomats like me, what I always encourage people to do who have tons and tons and tons of content is to either like, if you create tons of products, you have lots of workshops, you have like lots of like small things to create a membership site out of it. That's actually exactly what I did. I was creating so much content that I put everything into my membership. And then for people who do things like have podcasts and they're always creating new opt-ins, like new a worksheet or a workbook, or here's this guide or checklist, having like a resource library, um, to kind of put everything all in one place would be like the perfect way for a diplomat to kind of still keep 
creating that content that they crave, but be able to like repurpose it in a way that keeps working for them. Um, Cause I know I'm definitely guilty of that. Like I've got loads and loads of content that I don't even use. That's just like everywhere. <laughs> so I think you were so, <laughs> so spot on with these. Um, and hopefully I think that this is really going to give um, people the opportunity to see how they can use their personality to create something that actually works really, really well for them. Um, so thank you so much for explaining all of those in such great detail. I would love to know if you could tell everyone um, where they can go to take, find out their perfect um, marketing type based on their personality. Um, and also I know that you have a full report that you offer based on personality type. So if you can give us all the great details, because I'm sure everyone is like super eager to hop over um, and try figure out what marketing personality will work best for them. So give us all the details on that. Yeah. Who doesn't like, like understanding more about themselves, right? Yeah. It's just so, it's so much fun. So yeah. So go to marketingpersonalities.com to find out what your marketing personality type is. And for free, I give you what your best marketing strategy will include. It's that first really great nugget that you need to begin putting into play. It often gives you, again, the permission slip to put that into play and let go of other things. And it can, it can be that validating factor. You might already be doing that thing, but you might also be doing a bunch of other things and you're not really sure what you should focus on. This gives you that validation of, oh yeah, like I already kind of have that into play. If I can just focus in on that, imagine what could happen. So, so that's where you go. And then beyond that, I offer a, uh, low cost full report. Uh, there's one for each personality type. So you'll just get yours based on your type. And that full report goes into much greater detail. So beyond what your best marketing strategy includes, I give you an, an, some insight into where I see your personality type usually getting kind of stuck. So I coach you through that in that full report. I give you book recommendations based on your type. I give you um, also what your worst marketing strategy includes. So it's interesting. It's really funny. I've, I've watched people and I get emails all the time. They're like, you know, no wonder that course didn't work or no wonder this thing that I've been trying to do for the past year has just been so crappy or I've been procrastinating on it. It was literally the absolute worst thing that I could be doing for my marketing strategy. But something, sometimes people get attracted to what seems opposite of them and they want to improve that weakness. But you know what? At the end of the day, why do that? Let's just lean into our strengths. And so there's even more in that full report, but you can go grab um, any and all of that at marketingpersonalities.com. I love that so much. And I love how in-depth it is. And I think that it's so funny because um, I totally geeked out um, with Britt. And as you guys can probably tell on this episode a little bit too, because I was like, oh my God, like no wonder that didn't work. Like, duh, like I'm a diplomat. So naturally doing like a five-day challenge, no wonder I failed so miserably at it. So like, it really makes a lot of sense. And it also kind of gives you an opportunity, um, like you said, to just get to know yourself better. And instead of like relying on what you see everyone else doing like you can really like 
find that strength, like what you love to do and what feels really, really good for you. And then translate that out like to your audience. And naturally you're going to attract those people like magnets who can totally feel your excitement with whatever it is that you're doing and who will love everything that you have to offer. Um, so Thank you. Thank you so much, Britt. Make sure you guys go to marketingpersonalities.com. Um, you can also follow Britt on Instagram. Once you figure out what your marketing personality is, I'm sure that she would love to see it. So make sure that you tag her and let her know what you got. All of the links that we've talked about for marketingpersonalities.com and everything will be in the show notes. So you don't have to, um, you don't have to memorize anything. If you're like me, my short term memory is terrible. So it'll all, it'll all be there for you. Um, but I wanted to thank you, Britt. This has been so, so enlightening and just completely fascinating. So thank you for coming and sharing all of your beautiful knowledge with us on marketing personalities. Thank you so much for having me. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I hope that you have a happy day ahead and I can't wait to see you again next week. So take care. I seriously hope that you loved today's episode and you took away some gems that you can implement in your business right now today to start making more profit. If you would like a little bit of help with that, you can head over to vanessaryan.co forward slash friends, that's F-R-I-E-N-D-S, and grab some totally free Canva templates for your next opt-in, as well as some amazing training that will help you make opt-in magic. And if you truly loved this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could hop over to iTunes and leave a really quick rating and review and maybe even snap a photo and share it on Insta. That will help more people realize that they can use opt-ins to grow their business and make more profit. I'll see you next time, sweet friends. Have a happy day.